Hello, and welcome to Art and Mount Holyoke College Art Museum's student-run podcast that discusses not just the art on the walls, but its interdisciplinary connections. My name is Molly Wolforth, and I'm a student guide and curatorial intern at the museum. And in this episode, I'm joined by student guides Anya Nandakulyar, class of 2019, and Juliet Morrill, class of 2021, as we dive into an image from photographer Lindsay Adario's Women at War series, previously on view in major themes celebrating 10 years of teaching with art. Listen as we discuss the history of war photography, the ethics of photojournalism, and how the museum setting affects how we view images of conflict. I'm joined in the galleries today in the Teaching with Art exhibition, um, again with senior guide Anya Nantkiller, class of 19, um, and another student guide, Juliet Morrill, class of 21. And we are sitting in front of a photograph by Lindsay Adario. And Anya, why don't you start us off just by talking a little bit about What's going on in this work? What are we looking at? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, first thing I think uh, we automatically see there's a lot of sand and it's uh, I think replacing the image in a desert just based off of uh, the wall that we see, the sand and the lighting and the color of the background. There are four figures in the photograph, two of them who are identified as soldiers and uh, the other two seem to be civilians. Uh, the eye, I think, is automatically drawn to the two civilians in the photograph, one of whom uh, I am assuming to be a woman because it seems like she's wearing a burqa, which is a traditional form of clothing that women tend to wear in the Middle East, and it is uh, this brilliant seafoam color, and uh, your eye is directly drawn to her because she is in the center of the photograph. Um, Next to her she also has a tiny child who is in bright orange clothing Um, and so that also tends to draw the eye a little bit. The photograph itself is framed by the soldiers standing farther off most backwards so we see their back and they're basically framing the way we look at the photograph. It's interesting that you point out both the coloristic elements and sort of the framing. It really has a lot of this sort of super traditional things we look for in painting composition mm-hmm. in terms of like the people who are framing the subjects, the brilliant color contrasts, uh, even the light too. That's one of the things I notice on, yeah. mm-hmm. on the woman's back. There's this sort of really bright light that plays with the fabric and makes the folds really dramatic. Um, so there's a lot about it that does feel sort of very painterly, but it is it is a photograph. Yeah. Which I think I think photographs still to people it can be somewhat of a topic of conversation in art museums. I think this one is particularly interesting um, because Lindsay Adario first and foremost is. Um, a photojournalist. She's not sort of what we consider like an art photographer, a fine art photographer, as a priority. Yet we oftentimes see her works included in the collections of both history and art museums. So Juliet, let's start with you and we can all talk mm-hmm. about it as well. Um, but thinking with this work placed amongst the other sort of more traditional medium works of art on view. Do you see a distinction between sort of the artistic or like the journalistic elements of the work? I did this object on my tour called Living Objects and I sort of explored that theme of whether or not it's art or journalism and I asked my viewers like, how do you like frame this work of art? Is it art or is it journalism? And this usually kind of sparked up a little bit of a debate because you think of the context in the museum and you assume art, but then you think of the photographer's background in photojournalism, so it's kind of hard to place it on that spectrum. So I think that its place in this museum definitely changes its context, but if we were to see this in a magazine, we'd probably frame it more as photojournalism 
And I think it's also about the photographer's intent as well. Um, because like Anya was talking about before, the framing, the colors, it feels all very intentional. It feels like you, it's hard to tell if it's candid or if it's kind of like she yeah. manipulated the figures to stand in certain spots. It's kind of hard to figure out whether or not it's authentic in that sense or not. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I think that the fact that this photograph is also placed in the conflict and commemoration section of uh, the museum uh, raises a lot of questions about how we should be viewing the photograph. And Julia mentioned that it could have been in a magazine, and I presume that some of her photographs are in magazines because she is a very prolific photographer. Um, and so uh, I also had an older uh, photograph of hers in my previous version of my tour, and I had a similar question to Juliet's in that uh, framework too. And um, I was thinking a lot about how the fact that we navigate this photograph in this space changes the way we look at it, and uh, learning a little bit more about what Adario is trying to do with the photograph in relation to how we are seeing it here. Yeah, I think the idea of images of conflict, as you guys have both said, within a museum space is really interesting, um, just because both thinking in contemporary and in, in past art, you know, war oftentimes is something that we see a lot of. And I mean, even in like our European galleries, there's a painting of Coriolanus about to go off to battle. Yeah. Um, so even in works that aren't like about battle themselves, war can tend to be like a big undercurrent, but it's oftentimes really framed with an eye towards glorifying one party or not. Mm -hmm. um, I think within the conflicts and commemoration section, like you brought up, Anya, um, we see this work in contrast with contemporary and historical works that deal with people's thoughts and feelings about war, but we also see it kind of in contrast with things like war propaganda posters and thinking about um, you know, how we look at war outside of an artistic lens. Um, so thinking about how, going back to what you said, Julia, about how this is, this is kind of like, this is just a moment that we're looking at in mm -hmm. this. Let's talk a little bit about like, what are the ethics of having, having a piece like this of, of people who are actually a part of conflict. Yeah. Um, it's not kind of an imagined scene that's been painted or imagined years later. Um, or sort of, you know, from the comfort of a studio or something like that. So what is sort of the experience of looking at this work, knowing that the artist was, or the creator of this work, is right there, and very much a part of the scene? Yeah, something I think the distinction between like paintings, trying to represent a scene in a photograph of the scene actually happening, you have to remember the photographer's place in this scene and how they would have affected the people in the photograph because you have a painting and it's kind of like you're trying to represent what was happening but then you have a photographer in their actual space we don't know if the subjects were uncomfortable whether or not they invited them in so i think looking at it from that way is just like who invited the photographer to this scene um and when i did research on lindsay adario she has been praised for being this like prolific photojournalist who has looked at all of these issues of conflict but I just, I was thinking to myself, is this necessary? Like, was she needed in these spaces? But I think it's also important that we do get a lens into these conflicts, but like, at what cost? I think also another thing that brings up, you know, just thinking again about it on the walls here is, we're kind of trained in museum spaces to see aesthetic value in what we look at. Um, and, you know, we sort of started off our conversation thinking about, you know, like what's, what's going on here artistically? 
But then that kind of complicates it when you think about the fact that like these are actual people, um, and Lindsay Adario is capturing like their actual moment of conflict. And I think what's interesting is that like even if these photographers are trying to remain neutral and just be purely photojournalistic, would their photos do as well if they didn't have an aesthetic like sensibility to them? Like if there weren't these like vibrant colors, if it wasn't framed in a certain way, would this be in our museum right now? Um, and I think that by like the audience when we're looking at the photograph, we're really hyper aware of the fact that someone took this photo, especially with Adario's work, because firstly with this photograph, we see the back of a soldier, so we're automatically placed behind the people in the actual photograph, so it's almost as if we're looking into the scene, but then there's this realization that we are very much not a part of the scene. Mm -hmm. um, this photograph is framed and on a wall, and it is a split second um, photograph that's been taken between this interaction that continuously goes on. And this again makes me think about how Dario sort of works to frame the photographs that we take because she has all the power when it comes to the ways in which we interact with the photograph because this is the only scene we are seeing and the entire uh, conversation that these people are having. This is the only moment we are seeing. And um, going back to Juliet's point about what we get to see based off of what the pho uh, photographer chooses and what you said earlier, Molly, about uh, how war photography has very inherent imagery, there is something very evidently artistic about this photo and the aesthetics that are showcased in it because there isn't um, a very overt sense of literal violence that's in there. We don't necessarily see any blood or any form of like pain or death, but there is an implicit sort of understanding of they are at a checkpoint. There are armed soldiers there. Um, this could be a hostile interaction, but it is aesthetically beautiful to the viewer's eye based off of the colors and the lighting. And being able to be aware of that changes the entire way we interact with it. I think that, that idea of awareness that you brought up is one that we keep coming back to, I think, in terms of photography, because it is a medium that does have a more immediate interaction between the viewer and like the actual event that's going on. Julia, I was wondering if you might be able to discuss a little bit where you feel like this kind of image falls in and amongst the broader category of war photography, and sort of whether or not we could consider this honestly. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, when I researched uh, Dario, I realized that this image was part of a larger series of hers called um, Woman at War. And I didn't realize when I first looked at the image that the two soldiers in the image are women. And for me, that sort of changed the like, context for me a little bit, but I still knew that, the, like, like Anya said, it's still a hostile environment and know that something probably not good is going on here. But I started to question, like, how would this image be different with the other images in the series? Like you have women just brushing their teeth, shaving their legs, doing ordinary things, but at war. So Adario is sort of like normalizing these people, but then you have this image in the series. And I feel like it just, it's very different than what everything else that is in there. So I think this image fits in our space in the war and commemoration gallery, but I feel like if the whole series was here, it'd be, it would have a completely different feeling. And I don't think viewers would realize that the two soldiers are women, but does that matter or not? So thinking sort of about this work, 
as an image of kind of ongoing conflict. Thinking and also thinking about it sort of in context with a lot of historical images of war where, you know, sometimes the conflicts have happened a really long time ago or in the case of some paintings like they're imagined conflict. The sun to me definitely feels different because it is something that is so contemporary, kind of as is the nature of the work, but it also is photography in that sense of it's more direct, our interaction with the subject matter. Because the photography sort of has this air of like being an authentic representation, being an honest one, um, different from painting. Um, but then thinking about that sort of in a museum context, museums tend to remove works from like a broader global context. Whereas if this work was appearing, you know, alongside an article about this conflict, that might not be the case. Because you sort of have like the written context of it. So thinking about it in the museum context now, how do you feel this work is operating? Do you feel like it's more stagnant? Like we're just sort of looking at something on the wall or does it feel more active to you? Um, I think that, uh, going back to your point, it's really easy to think of uh, a lot of these photographs as stagnant because, again, this is one moment in a variety of moments that could have been photographed. And Adaria probably did take multiple photographs of this moment, but this is the photograph she chose to publish in the end. And I think that the fact that it is on a wall and hanging off of a frame right now, there is a certain amount of stagnation that can be put on that because it's this is the only moment we see and the figures in the photograph are also frozen. So we don't know what happened before, we don't know what happened after. But I think that the fact that it this sort of photograph is in the museum is a testament to the kind of conversations we're trying to have in museums. So one, it could be seen as it, it's almost like a double-edged sword where having it in a museum could make it feel more frozen because it could seem like it is in a distant past or is entirely separate from the world that we know. But um, the other part of it is that usually, especially having it in an art museum and having it in a more contemporary space may make you more aware of the realities that exist in the world right now. And I think that having this here also just raises questions about how this photograph got here and what had to be done to take this photograph and extract it from the place it was originally in and what it means for Dario to be able to be in those spaces and then leave those spaces with these photographs that she's taken but not with the people itself and their stories. And, and that makes me think about who we trust to tell us these stories. We're trusting someone like a Lindsay Adario to give us a glimpse of this conflict, but why do we trust her? Is it because she's a credible like photojournalist? Could anybody have taken this photo? I think it really matters like who took it and it's in a museum, so she's a well-known name. Like, Would we have allowed this image in a museum if it was taken by anybody? Going back to your point about uh, who we choose to trust um, yeah. in terms of the information we see in the museum, yeah. this obviously goes back, it works on a much larger scale, not just with Adario, but also with the works we see in the museum. Yeah. And um, also just going back to the idea of how like photography as a medium, we assume it to tell us the truth, but it, it captures only one moment, so we don't necessarily see the absolute complete truth, we just see a specific version of the truth through a camera yeah. that was manipulated by a person regardless of what was happening um, in the moment. And so there may have been nothing necessarily staged about this moment, mm -hmm. but the fact that she chose to take that photograph in that moment, that was an act of choice on her part yeah. to tell us that this is the story she wants us to be able to see as opposed to what we could see if we'd gotten um, an entire set of photos of that entire moment, or a video, or uh, more context than what we get with the label. 
Because you think about it in comparison to like across the room in our award commemoration gallery, there is a staged photo from the 19th century that is trying to represent war and conflict. And when I think of that photo and I think of early Civil War photography, I think that a lot of these photographers at the time were staging their photos because of the limitations of photography at that time. And even though we have more complex technology, I still think it's important to question photographs of war and conflict and photographs in general. And we should always be skeptical of the images that are shown to us, even if they're in our museums, if they're on Facebook. Like, we should always just question why that was taken and what it's trying to get across and what its intent is. Yeah. Absolutely, just because images and photographs are very much within a specific frame and that physical limitation also just mimics the fact that we don't see the entire photograph, we don't see, or rather we don't see the entire story Mm -hmm. and the photo is just one moment within that story and that lived reality and we don't know the entire truth, we just know a specific version of it. Thank you so much for joining me today to talk about uh, Lindsay Adaria's photograph of the series uh, Women at War. It was great to hear both your perspectives and how it's, how it's functioned in um, your own tours. So thank you again. Thank you. Thank you for having us, Molly. Thank you for listening to this episode of Art And. Many thanks to Anya and Juliet for their insights into the intersections between art and war and the ethics of conflict photojournalism in museum spaces. For more information about this photograph, the exhibition, or to listen to more episodes of Art And, please visit our website at artmuseum.mtholyoke.edu. The music in this episode is by Chad Crouch via the Free Music Archive. Special thanks to MH Cam's education staff and to you for listening.